0: This is Town Square Sunday on demand. And now, 1420
1: WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm your host, Jim Phillips. This program highlights individuals and organizations seeking to improve the quality of life here on the South Coast. One of those organizations is Your Theater, a nonprofit theater company in New Bedford that's been in continuous operation for 77 years producing four to seven shows a year. Now, its website says that uh, your theater is striving for the highest excellence. The group draws from the surrounding communities for the best talent, both on stage and off. The organization provides opportunities for both experienced and newcomers. Training is provided in all areas of theater, including acting, set construction, makeup, and theatrical design. Uh, this is the local community group. Uh, and, uh, perhaps the best news of all recently was that your theater now has a permanent home at the steeple playhouse on William street. That's been known for a, quite you know, a while, but the fact is they have now had a production there, actually a few productions, a few shows. And, uh, it really is, uh, it really is special for the, especially for those involved in the theater community in this community. Joining us today, the community liaison for your theater, and one of the stars of an upcoming production in January, A Dollhouse Part two, Eric Paradise. Good to see you once again, Eric. Glad to be here, Jim. Thank you. Um, so what's it like in the New digs? Oh, Steeple Playhouse at amazing. the First Baptist Church?
0: Amazing. Yeah. It, talk about stretching out your arms a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, for the last 20 years, we've been uh, very happy to share a space with uh, St. Martin's Church down the South End. Um, their church hall has uh, been great to us. They've been great to us. Um, in some ways, we're sad to leave them, but very happy to be in the heart of the historic district downtown on William Street mm-hmm. um, with the steeple playhouse. Um, we've Not only do we have a larger, more up-to-date, and more comfortable theater space for our patrons and for our volunteers and and actors and talent. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also have a, a black box theater, which is a much smaller theater with less technical capabilities, really a multi-use room, but we'll use it as a black box. But we're billing Steeple Playhouse as a performing arts center, so we're hoping that other organizations will be looking to use it, and we are. We're talking to many organizations, probably 8 to 10 organizations right now, about (laughs) dates to use the space because there really just isn't a space like ours in the downtown area um, that has the capabilities that we do. So having a 260-person uh, main theater and then another 105-person uh, black box multi-use space really gives us some flexibility for both nonprofit organizations as well as private events. Um, you can still get married in the old First Baptist <laughs> building and uh, and and uh, even maybe even have the reception there, depending on what your needs are. And and if you're uh, an organization that wants to do a conference, whether it be um, um, a pro- professional conference or a, uh, a a film festival, or, you know, there's going to be a lot of flexibility and, and a lot of things going on, but primarily, it's your theater's first permanent home, and it's 77 years of operation, and we're really, really excited about that.
1: Well, um, your first production, your theater's first production at the steeple uh, was uh, uh, Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express uh, in November that must have been exciting. It was exciting. Uh,
0: we were opening a building and opening a show simultaneously. It was nerve wracking, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of work. Our volunteer base is amazing. The cast was fabulous on and off stage. They really pitched in and helped to get things moving. And, and then, you know, a whole slew of our regular volunteers at your theater that did extra work, extra hours. Even our part time business manager was putting in nearly full time hours. Uh, for a few weeks just trying to get things moving uh, and Bill Spinney's been great um, but it was a highly successful show. The community really came out to support us and we are very thankful for that. We hosted bigger audiences than we've ever hosted ever um, in our history as far as I can as far as I know certainly in the last 20 to 30 years anyway sure. and um, and the show was a great success. It's a great show and and it's a show that we really wouldn't have been able to do at our former space. Um, the size of the stage and the flexibility of our space really gave us the license to do a show that had four or five scene changes. Um, and Larry Hubrey, who directed the show and designed the sets, um, did a fabulous job of Making a set that was really convertible and really transformed in front of your eyes. Um, <clears throat> some of the set changes took a little while, but it, they were interesting to watch because you get to see it transform in front of your eyes, and that was uh, that was a special thing. And and what a great cast and uh, and and they did a, a wonderful job with Christie's uh, classic piece.
1: Well, something like this really calls for a commitment in the community, and uh, that's our that's what you had really and you know, beyond. Beyond your theater, beyond yeah. the volunteers there, you had others step up and help make this a reality. Well, I got to start with whale. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. You have to start
0: with whale. I mean, we we were talking to the mayor's office um, ten years ago. We were in communication with them, saying, "Hey, listen, you know, we're looking for a home. You know, if there's a building out there that you identify that can be uh, can be right for us, or you know." anything that you hear about, you know, you have your ear on the ground with those things. And we were talking to realtors as well. And this is 10 years we were talking, Um, not necessarily with the mayor's office, but we were talking about finding our permanent home for probably 10 years. Mm -hmm. We've always been kind of looking, you know, but it's very difficult when you're a community theater, you don't have an endless checkbook and you're on tight budgets. Revenues are very thin. Ticket prices are extremely low. So, it's difficult to build a kitty and get a, and or get a mortgage. Sure. <laughs> so <clears throat> we really were looking for an, an ultimate opportunity, and the mayor's office was definitely talking to Whale about the First Baptist uh, building, um, how small their congregation had become, and really just unsustainable large building for them. And it had fallen into serious disrepair, and um, it, needed, it needed a refresh, it needed saving, essentially. I mean, it was fa- literally falling apart. And um, so we started talking to First Baptist Church with the help of Whale and, and the mayor's office and uh, their congregation, and, and we uh, came up with a, a concept where they will um, basically rent a smaller space in the building, continue to worship, but we own the building. And Whale and we took possession of the building and uh, for a very low price and and started the um, the restoration, renovation, and updating. And now what we have is a multi use performing arts center. So it's not just your theater; it's 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 available for lots of groups. The Queer Arts Council, for example, is doing their AHA event um, mm-hmm. in June next year with us. We're talking to the Historical Society about doing a jazz event. We did the New Bedford Jazz Fest there this year, which I founded and run every year, um, and the net proceeds go to Steeple Playhouse and your theater. Um, we're talking to uh, lots of groups. Some groups don't want to don't want to talk about the fact that they're talking to us, sure. but th- there's lots of lots of opportunity out there, and our space really lends itself to being flexible because our stage is 100 percent movable. Mm-hmm. It's made up of four by eight. Cube decks, not cubes, but decks, and each of those decks can be moved. The height can be changed. As a matter of fact, the next show we're doing, um, which uh, A Doll's House Part 2, is um, is what we call a thrust stage. So there'll be a traditional stage that's kind of rectangular but relatively shallow, not not very deep. And then we'll have a uh, kind of like a runway coming off of it, perpendicular towards the, the, the audience. So we'll have audience in a traditional sense sitting facing the stage. And then we'll have audience on the sides of that thrust portion, almost like a runway mm-hmm. um, that you would see for a, a fashion show. Um, and uh, in, the, in a lot of the play action, most of the play's action is going to take place on that thrust part of the stage. So the audience is really going to be surrounding the action.
1: You and your wife, Caroline, will be part of the cast of A House, Part 2. Uh, there will be eight performances, I believe from January 19th through the 28th. That's correct. Uh, tell us about that production.
0: Well, what's interesting about this show is that the classic play A Doll's House by Henrik Ibsen was written into in the mid-to-late 1800s. And uh, the... the, the if you go to to theater school or take classes, more than likely you're going to study in depth this play. <laughs> um, it's uh, some say it's the the play is referred to as the um, the, the door slam heard around the world because <laughs> um, where in that time period it was very unheard of that a wife would leave a husband, and that's exactly what happens in that show. And the uh, the um, uh, Henrik Ibsen estate commissioned Lucas Nath to write a sequel to this play. And in 2017, they wrote it and produced it. And it's basically a modern sequel to The Doll's House. It takes place 15 years later in the the timeline, so it's still in the 1800s. But the modern part of it is that the language is modern. So when theatergoers come and see this show, they're going to understand all the references. They're going to understand the phrasing that the actors are using. It's not going to be that more flowery 1800s language. And we'll be in the original costuming. The set will be very basic, so that that won't indicate too much about what the time period is, but it's a really interesting concept that they created. And it deals with the same characters, but 15 years later. Now, the interesting tidbit about this particular production part two is that my wife and I were also cast in the same roles fifteen years ago at your theater when we did the original Henrik Ibsen production. So we're we're, we're mimicking the timeline of the actual show and and with our age and our portrayal of these characters. So it, it should be really interesting. and um, we're we're very excited about it. There's some humor in this play there is it but it is a drama for sure um but because it's a modern fast-paced drama we really think audiences are going to be uh really happy with this even if they haven't seen the original play
1: all right so uh your wife is actually the star of this. She
0: doesn't leave the stage, Jim. I mean, it is a a heavy lift for her, um, and she uh, she's she's she is up for the challenge. Her mind is very sharp. She can memorize a lot of words, and uh, and she just doesn't leave the stage in in five scenes. It's it's amazing to watch her work.
1: You're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Eric Paradise, spokesman for your theater. Eric is an actor. He served on the board for the Your Theater and generally has worn a lot of hats there. Um, but you love the theater, don't you? You love this I do. community theater. I
0: do, I do. I fell in love with it 20 years ago. And in fact, Caroline and I met in, at, in the same month. Storybook now. Star- I know, I know. <laughs> you know, we're not the only story like this. There are other people who have met at your theater and gotten married. Um, I can think of two other couples off the top of my head. Um, but Caroline and I started volunteering with your theater in the same month, in the same year, for the same show. She was ushering, I was acting. I had 18 words, I was ticket man number two. And, and then it just kind of took off from there. I started working on the set as well as the acting and i'm a bit handy so the next thing you know i'm building all the sets with the the rest of the technical crew and and then it turns into the volunteer committee and then it turns into the nominating committee then it turns into the board of directors and then and then the steeple playhouse comes up so there's been a lot and it's been very rewarding and very fun and and challenge and a great challenge
1: well um What other Your Theater projects are coming up in 2024? I know I've got a couple of things already on the schedule.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Doll's House happens January 19th to the 28th at Steeple Playhouse. Um, Tickets are now on sale. You can call the box office. Uh, at uh, 9930772 or email us at boxoffice at org. All that information is on our website. And also on the website at yourtheater.org is information about the show that happens after that, which is Crimes of the Heart. And this is directed by Brie Riccio. This is going to be an interesting production. She's doing this in drag, so the um, the characters will be cast opposite their, their um their identifying gender and uh it's going to help to make a real statement on on what that play represents and uh give it a real modern twist we're really looking forward to her adaptation here um and then in our uh, in may we are planning on the play that goes wrong and uh that's a that's a very funny fast-paced play a play about a play and uh there's a lot of Pratt falls and fighting and uh and scenery gags it is a very very funny play and uh we're looking forward to that in may uh we also are looking at a july production but that hasn't been announced yet
1: okay um besides being a key member of for your theater jazz is uh, also a love of uh, eric paradise in fact are you the founder of the New Bedford Jazz Fest? I am, yes. And that uh, you had a show in December as you mentioned, uh are we looking for a bigger uh, program later in the year?
0: Well, uh the the Jazz Fest has taken many forms over its 10 11 years and including an online Jazz Fest during mm-hmm. the COVID pandemic. Um we were on the pier, we were in Custom House Square before it Custom House was uh, was was made it into a space that couldn't be done, couldn't do large events in anymore. And we were on Pier 3, we were at Kilburn Mill, and now we really want to use our space, the Steeple Playhouse. And um, we think next year we will be bigger. Um, we're going to try to do it not in such cold weather so that we can do a combination of outdoor music as well as indoor music and uh, invite more guests than our than our capacity allows at 260 something. So um, we're, we we do think that Jazz Fest is is in for bigger things next year. We'll put up a big tent in our on our property and then have some things inside and out and and I think that'll be a lot of fun. But the Jazz Fest is a great uh, a great event and even though it it is a uh, ultimately a fundraiser, if we do have net proceeds that helps to support our organization, it really doesn't feel like a fundraiser. You know, you, you're not asked for money and <laughs> it's it's a it's a great it's a great event um a standalone event and people come to it for the jazz, not necessarily because it's a fundraiser, but that being a fundraiser doesn't hurt.
1: Well, your theater at the steeple playhouse, uh, it was a long time coming. 10 years. You'd say, At least 10 years Yeah, uh, looking around for a permanent place. And this kind of all came together, thanks to the community, various agencies, most notably the Waterfront Historic Area League. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure city officials as well had, had a role.
0: Yeah, the mayor's office has been very supportive, and the, uh, the 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 New Bedford city staff, and from permitting to licensing and things like that, have all been uh, very cooperative with us. You know, they see the importance of the uh, of of the space and and what it does for downtown, and and it has been a pleasure to work with them. Um, and and whale, of course, you know, huge uh, the Massachusetts historic tax credits, the CPA funds we've received. Mass Cultural Council and their Cultural Facilities Fund. Um, Many many grant organizations, the Peabody uh, Organization, 1772, uh, I I mean, the list goes on. And and not to mention all the private donors. Uh, We've had some really significant individual donors that have really stepped up to the plate and uh, you know the fact that robert's rules of order the basis for parliamentary procedure which is used internationally was inspired in this building by lieutenant henry martin robert Um, It doesn't hurt either. And parliamentarians, there are organizations that study parliamentary procedure and have meetings about having meetings, which (laughs) which is great. Um, They have given significantly to this building because they recognize the importance of this building to historic significance. It really is. I mean, internationally, these these rules are used and they were inspired in the building as the story goes. Yeah.
1: My guest has been Eric Paradise, spokesman for Your Theater in New Bedford, actually, community liaison mm-hmm. for Your Theater, which is now in a permanent home at the Steeple Playhouse on William Street in downtown New Bedford. Congratulations, uh, Eric, and good luck with the Dollhouse Part 2. Thank you. Uh, coming up on January 19th at the Steeple. I think we can start calling it the Steeple.
0: I love it. I love it. That way.
1: Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.